Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Yay! We have Yay! a uh, pinball yeah. happy hour edition, and we are bringing it to you from Colorado. I am so excited. Both of these ladies were on my short list for guests, and when they heard about pinball happy hour, one of them was like, hey, I want to be on it, and we're going to make this happen, and I'm going to bring my friend. And I was like, heck yeah. So help me welcome from the Denver, <laughs> Colorado area, Miss Helena Higgins and Snow Galvin. Yay! Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having us. Yep, thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, and we'll start with you first, Helena. Um, tell us about your pinball journey for folks who may not know who you are. Um, you've been around the scene for, for uh, quite some time. But um, for those people who don't know you, uh, tell us about your pinball journey, where you started from, and where you're at today. So I started playing pinball back in 1989. <laughs> So I'm old, uh, but but uh, I, w- I went to this uh, bar uh, slash arcade to uh, I brought my homework for school in there, and I was like um, I like sound around me, I like noise around me. So I went back to study, and I studied better with the noise around me. And they had this awesome Black Knight 2000 there that just came out. <laughs> So me and my friend Carl, and we we went to play it, and we like battled each, against each other. And uh, I guess she was better for a while, but uh, and then we went to all to these all other places around town in northern Sweden, and I I started to get better. And uh, she's like, ah, I'm out of here. I'm out of pinball scene, uh, but I continued. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a high school board in my hometown, Javle, up in northern Sweden. And uh, when was that? Like in year 2000, I started a monthly tournament for uh, the ones in my city to go and play at. And uh, I, I got like 20 people a month to come to that. And then I moved to another city, Uppsala. And uh, arranged tournaments there, and then I moved to Stockholm, 2005, <laughs> and uh, I arranged like monthly tournaments, and I arranged um, Stockholm Open uh, along with other people, and also European European Pinball Championships, and even IFPA World Championships and shit like that. So uh, I'm both a player, and I arrange a lot of. Sh- Tournaments. You can edit that. <laughs> I thought so, I was going to be the problem. That's great. <laughs> no, I love pinball and I love the community and the people. And hey, I sure miss them. I did my part to to grow this community for sure. I mean, that's amazing. So you, and you've been around a long time and you're also a former uh, women's world champion as well, correct? Yeah, back in 2017, I won in Texas. Uh, I mean, it's cool. And also I came second this year uh, out here in Denver. I tried my best. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. And, and I, you know, since I've been on the pinball scene for about two plus years, yours is a name along with our, with our other guests. Both of you guys are, are people that like, oh, you need to meet Helena and you need to meet Snow. Like they're, like they're people you should know. And so I'm so excited to, to meet you and, and we'll talk more pinball, um, here on the show. But thank you so much for being here, Helena. Snow, tell us about your journey in pinball, kind of where you started from and where you're at today. Uh, yeah, so about five years ago is when I got involved. Uh, my husband had grown up uh, playing pinball, basically like your mid-90s games, and had always wanted an, an Adams family, And uh, but he's not very tech-savvy, but I am. So uh, I had been encouraging him for several years to... To go ahead and purchase an Adams family if that's if he finds one and and that's what he wants to do we would make room and uh, when I went to when he did find one on Craigslist and I went with him to go check it out not that I knew what I was looking at but um, yeah the uh, the owner the one who was selling you know lifted up the playfield and I saw underneath and I was absolutely hooked just from just from seeing the mess of wires and contraptions and mechanisms and um just thought it was an ex- you know a fantastic excuse to buy a better soldering iron and some different tools so um yeah we did that brought it home and he so it took him like a week and a half maybe two weeks actually to get me to not flip at the same time <laughs> so uh it was definitely really really funny and i do remember like a couple times um being re- rather defensive like i wasn't he's like yeah okay i i know but maybe just just the right it was it was pretty good i i now know that it would take me a really long time to be a drummer you know, like just uh, I operate together. So um, it was great. But, you know, with uh, with the Internet and all of the fantastic videos that exist out there, um, once I once I like something, I, I kind of don't just sort of like it. I get really obsessed with things. And I also work from home. So what was nice is uh, watching all of those videos. It's not flipping at the same time, implementing flipper skills. And then he came home and wasn't on the high scoreboard anymore. So that's where we are today. So. I love it. I love it. Oh my I'm so <laughs> on the high scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse. It than... took him a bit to get over it, <laughs> for sure. But uh, uh, it, it's sweet, you know. It was. Uh, we we worked through it as a couple, you know. I think I think it was hard to stomach. It was always his thing, you know. But he's. Uh, He's a supportive guy and now just thinks it's awesome. So, <laughs> Hey, Paul, time. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so great to have somebody that's in your life that, like, you know, loves what you love and is supportive of your hobbies and things like that. Um, I also hate it when my partner uh, GCs my games. And I'm like, why do you do this? Why do you hate me so? I'm like, this, like he, he likes pinball like in like a passing sort of way. Like, oh, it's fun. But, like, he's not into it the way I'm into it, obviously, because I have a freaking podcast but uh he's like but he like he'll take pictures and he's like hey look what i did and i'm like why do you gc my stuff it's so mean yeah that would hurt if he doesn't care yeah that's the thing it's like that's why it hurts more yeah absolutely yeah Um, partners better like uh pick a partner who's into pinball it's way easier yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish he I wish he was more into it. Like I want to get him more into it and 
like he's kind of like eh, you know he's like yeah that's your thing babe go do your thing and I was like all right but you know what well, I hope one day <laughs> one day he's gonna be super into it I don't know I don't know if that get, day will ever come but I'm hoping I'm really hoping um but uh you, guys you know what I think what <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt if you want to take this in another direction, but I I feel like um, the the trend with these mini games, you know, uh, with the Escape Nublar challenge and especially like co-op mode that Spooky did and the and the trend really to 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 get different level like skill levels to play together, which I believe is the point of that kind of thing. You know, like you don't want to play with Elwyn because it's going to take forever. Right. Just as your friends who aren't really into pinball don't want to play with you because it's going to take forever. Um, having these different style of games where it's not high score, it's not like the longest ball or whatever um, is really fantastic. And I find that like playing, Playing a game with friends, um, like the Price is Right rules, like just try to get as close as you can to 20 million, you know, is a, is a really different thing knowing that they can definitely get to this benchmark. You know what I mean? Um, is a, is a great way to make the duration a lot shorter and to get other people involved that might not care as much because now this is like an achievable goal, you know? Right. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely love the the short term games because I do. I agree with you, and it's one of those things where we can walk up, and, you know, hey, let's play, let's like do the short wizard mode, and they're like, what's the wizard mode? I'm like, well, actually, it's like the end of the game technically, or you know, it's like a point where you've like gotten all the way through, and they're like, really? And it's it's a it's an easy sell because it just it takes everything that you love about the game and puts it in this short moment, and it it doesn't feel like you're dragging on through level upon level or you know, mode upon mode. And it, it's a great sell. I, I completely agree with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fun trend for sure. <coughs> yeah. Hey, I miss uh, playing Jurassic Park, the new one. I can't access it. We have 20 machines at home, but I can't play Jurassic Park. Cause it's not. <laughs> oh, that's an impressive collection. Oh, that's true, but that's where like the Price is Right game comes in. Although you and you and uh, uh, Adam are fantastic players, so it doesn't matter about the duration so much, unless you just get bored, which I understand as well. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, we have a bunch of good games at home. We have like, um, what do we have? Like Diner. We have uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Super Mint One. We have Congo, we have uh, Indiana Jones from the 90s, we have <laughs> Dirty Harry, Adam's family that you talked about before, uh, Snow. So we're like uh, having a, a tournament between me and Adam this month of April. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what, what's the tournament goals? Well, we, we put in 10 bucks per game and we only have eight games for April so we put in 10 bucks each so you can uh, well uh, win 20 per game I guess and uh, we reset all the high scores uh, on the games so but we're having trouble to even uh, beat the default uh, high scores right now but I have like 250 million on uh, Lord of Rings right now at least uh, and I'm working, working towards uh, beating 
all the other games uh, <laughs> like the fourth. So we have fun at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I Do- love that you guys have set up your own mini tournament because those are the things yeah. I miss about not being able to get out. Is like, you know, I was like, I want to play. I want to play some tournaments. I want to play in my league, and it's like we're gonna mm. just make up our own stuff. I love it. Are you doing anything like that? Snow? <laughs> You know, what um, What I'll say is that Paul and I, we both love pinball, and he is a fantastic player. Uh, a lot of people, especially Colorado people, since he doesn't really, he's not really into the tournaments, um, like, have don't know that about him. And one of the funniest things that I'll hear whenever he does actually show up to play is like, oh, my God, I just got beat by Snow's husband. Can you believe that? And it makes my day. Like, I'm so thrilled about it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, he's good. You didn't just lose to a schlub, man. He just isn't so much into tournaments. Um, and and I always have to remind him, like, he taught me to play, dude. <laughs> like, it's, you know. But, but I guess along those terms, because he's not so into the tournament thing, um, that kind of stuff isn't – uh, you know, a great couple's activity around our house. However, I will say what it, one thing we do like to do, um, we have not streamed this, I'll say that. Uh, we have, we have some machines and we have a pretty small room. So like we're maxed out right now with six. Um, but the games will face each other and you've got, there's about five feet between the coin doors of each game, right? So he'll play a, a machine on one side. I'll play a machine on the other. And the idea is you got to stick your butt out and you have to touch butts. <laughs> and like the first person to, to let go, <laughs> you know, like you lose butt contact, like you're out. So uh, we play a lot of like really silly things like that around the house. Um, that that's just kind of a, kind of a fun thing to do. You don't always have to be a better player or, you know, get some crazy score or whatever. Uh, lots of ways to enjoy the game. Hey, your husband is a goofball. <laughs> I know, I know. If you could just like watch us like on some Thursday night, like what the hell are they doing? <laughs> like, don't let go. I lost your left cheek. You're out, dude. <laughs> we have lost contact. <laughs> how how is yeah. it going with the uh, so uh is the he, he, is he streaming uh, some live show tonight at the same time as you're talking to us now? Yeah, so typically, um, you know, we stream with the Colorado Pinball Collective. Um, we're yeah. on Twitch, and it's every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and then uh, Fridays at 8, all all times, forgotten time zone. That's Mountain. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's what I call it. Uh, having grown up here and like like shows are just I don't know the whole damn TV guide it was it was crazy so um, yeah so we do that although um, Paul's really latched on to it and that's been a really great way for him to be social and out in the community which is crazy because he's actually not a super social guy uh, he's he's definitely like prefers his contact virtually and this is really working for him and I love it you know he's um, He's he's taken he's taken over the stream quite a bit lately, and right. um, and I think we're the better for it. Hey, some okay. people are more prepared for quarantine life than others, and he is like on top of it. Sounds like 
He's so well suited for a quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. But it's people like you guys, like your husband, that have made this not as difficult because it's. I have heavily gotten into watching streams. Um, not oh, like, yeah. not only the Colorado Pinball Collective, but so many people are streaming now just because that's the only way to really have the the connection that you get from playing pinball like in a tournament setting or going to a league is by the streams you know i mean you know you always have guys like jack danger and you know dead flip um but i've just seen so many more people online streaming on twitch or doing youtube or it's it's awesome i'm i'm so excited about it no it's great no i've seen a lot of them and and they're like yes well i mean they're bored and they also like craving the pinball scene and uh, doing all these things to help the and, and encourage the pinball scene. You know, it's beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> like Trump said, everything's awesome and great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to ask you, you, you've been in the scene for, for a really long time and you've also, been, you know, experienced the European pinball scene. You've experienced the pinball scene here in the States. Um, how do you feel that, in, and women's pinball in particular, how do you feel that it's grown and changed over the years? Yeah, it's totally changed. It's probably, I don't know why, uh, maybe because Belt and Chimes and uh, other initiatives or just people fucking um, treating women better. I hope. Uh, it, it's hard to say, but... Uh, my thought is that it's because all these uh, women leagues and um, initiatives that make uh, women feeling or transgender or whatever uh, sexuality that is like uh, um, identifying with being a woman or not being a man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's interesting, but uh, I think uh, thanks to a lot of these initiatives, more women or whatever, everybody are coming uh, and playing more pinball. Uh, uh, and you can see that also in like uh, the rankings. Not that we're having any waffle points coming in for anybody in Cancun. But I've seen a huge... Uh, changed because I was like uh, okay I was high ranked female player for 10 years uh, blah 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 and I was like wondering where are the women I'm not that good of a player really Who, who's gonna beat me and now uh, people are beating me so I'm happy about it actually because I, I, I'm, I'm embracing it and loving it because whatever uh, I just want more people to play pinball, men and women. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great point. I mean, the the way that um, pinball has just been changing and growing and evolving, and even me, who's only been on the scene like two plus years, I mean, it's changed so much. And you know, every time I look at the rankings, I'm like, dang it, I'm, I I keep on dropping because there's just more people. And I was like, oh man, the numbers are. I, Excited, but the numbers are not working in my favor. <laughs> I, I need to play better. <laughs> it's so many more players. And like, it was different back in the day, like 2008, 
I was ranked 25th in the world. And whatever, so many more players are coming in. And I love it. And I love that it's like more women too. Even if I drop, I don't care. I just want the pinball culture to live on. Hey, hey guys, what do you think about the future about pinball? Like short term, like the next few months? What what will it look like? Will it even open and will they have like six feet apart and sanitizing the game? Or what do you see in the future and how many years will it take or months? You know, I mean, I'll throw it to you, Snow, first, and then I'll kind of chime in. Okay. Um, you know, I think it's definitely going to depend on the strength of the existing scene, because it's not so much about the players or IFPA rankings or anything. It's about the businesses and how many can survive the um, the quarantine, you know? And uh, I, think, I think that that's kind of what it comes down to. So any arcade that um, was already like just kind of getting by and any arcade that didn't have a bar or, or some other mainstay, you know, to keep them, to keep the money coming in. I, I definitely, um, am, you know, I, my heart goes out to those types of places. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think I, you know, I agree with snow to, to a certain extent. Um, I think it's, you know, the people who are involved in the scene to keep, that momentum alive. I think the next couple of months are going to be really hard. If I, if I'm making a guess, I don't think that we're going to have another big event until probably replay. If that, um, yes, that exactly. And, and, and honestly replace the first one on deck. Like in, like if I'm thinking like major, you know, pinball events and I'm like, and I'm iffy on replay, I think pinball expo in October, that, that may be the next, big events. Um, but I think that, I think you're right that there's going to be somewhat of a culture shift because as, as I told people, I'm like, pinball is filthy. I mean, you got hands where other people's hands are, you know, people, you know, varying levels of hygiene. Um, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> you know, and as I'm playing in a big tournament, I'm like, I just saw you like eat some nachos and then like wipe your shirt, like your hands on your shirt and then play. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to try to wipe this with the edge of my shirt as best I can. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, <laughs> right. I think that there's going to be more of a, a culture shift and a mindset, um, about being aware of maybe, you know, having TDs or ha have some people that are assigned to wipe down machines, you know, every half hour, you know, they come through with disinfectant and actually wipe down machines. You may see more players wearing gloves. I mean, that might be, um, something that happens. I think that, um, you know, sadly, this entire pandemic has, you know, changed, changed the way we live. And I think it's going to be a, a permanent change. And um, I don't think it's going to stop pinball, but I think it's going to have, it's going to have a lasting effect, I think, beyond the next couple of months. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we come back for replay. Um, that, that seems far enough in the, the summer. Um, Cause I mean, I'm hearing from my friends who have kids that their kids aren't going, you know, may not go back to school at all. Then I'm hearing from my job mm -hmm. that, oh, well, you probably won't come back in the office until June. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how much more working from home I can take. I, I, I have <laughs> so much of an appreciation for you, right. Snow, and people who work from home. Because I thought, 
see, this was my dream. I'm like, oh, yeah, working from home. That's awesome. I'm being my jeans all day. It's great. And then I'm like here. I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I am not built. For oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, That's why I tell people I uh, talk so much is because I'm home alone talking to my dog who just agrees with me and everything I think. And so, you know, I get out of the house and I'm like, oh, my God. Hello, human. Let me tell you so many things I've thought all day. You you bitching about stuff, <laughs> but he can have <laughs> lunchbox. Yeah, I, yeah um, lunchbox. Yeah, my uh, my dog has also. I turned her into my work colleague. I talk about her all the time to like my because I do a lot of uh, skyping and work video conferencing and. And I just laughed. My colleague's sleeping right now, or like my colleague ate my lunch. So you know, it's like you know, she she's the one that stole the yogurt out of the fridge. Um, but I think I think you know, back to the the, the original point, just this whole. I think it's going to have a huge impact. Um, one that we're going to see for a while, um, if not permanently. And I think it's going to affect. I don't think it'll affect the way we. I mean, I don't think it'll affect us gathering, but it may affect the way we play. There may be more of an, a concerted effort by organizers and TDs to make sure that we are practicing it, um, being more health conscious um, with gloves and sanitizer and all that. Yeah, totally. Like uh, in the arcade, if they even open up, uh, I'm, I'm seeing like keeping the games uh, Push apart or whatever, sanitizing all the time. At least in the short term, if they're gonna open up, um, and also, yeah, you know, like uh, this may take a long time before we get into big gatherings like Pinberg or whatever. Uh, we just have to uh, be patient and live through this. Sure. Um, so, so my question to you was, um, you know, you organized the last big event before the earth closed, which was the IFPA North American Championship and the Women's Worlds. You know, as an uh, organizer, were you kind of aware of what was brewing and, you know, concerned, um, you know, that it may have affected your event? And then just as an event organizer, like, how do you see yourself moving forward? you know, having to to deal with some of the ramifications possibly of uh, maybe having more distance. Because if you think about it, you know, yeah, you've got banks and things and you've got people stacked in there pretty tight sometimes, not necessarily at your event, but just events we attend. You know, you got a whole lot of people packed into a room. It's hot. It's sweaty. People are touching all kinds of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say that I was uh, acutely aware of the you know, I didn't know that we would have um, stay-at-home orders. I wasn't sure, like, the, the full scope of what would happen. But, um, you know, uh, I will say that there's almost no way to make a pinball event clean, right? Because um, the first the first ever, like, show that I went to was TPF, and I came home super sick, Right. And um, I also half wonder if I had Corona. I don't know that that's true, but I went to Indus this year and came back crazy sick. In fact, like 
uh, over half of the Colorado people that went came back really, really sick. And it kicked my butt. I mean, it was the week before uh, there, there was about a week of downtime between Indisc and uh, the state championships. Right. And um, I'm the IFPA, IFPA rep for Colorado. So I was organizing that here. And I was dead to the world for the five days before the championships. And I woke up for that <laughs> and was because like, um, I, I literally slept through it. It, it. it just kicked my butt so bad. That's the only reason I'm not sure if I had it. You know, I wasn't really thinking in, in those terms, but it, it was pretty severe. I know the left coughs came back with the same funk from Indus. And we were joking that there's like two, two atoms. There's two atom left coughs. It's like before the cough and after. <laughs> he was like a changed man, you know, because um, he he just couldn't fully kick whatever bug that was, you know. So, uh, and even if you do distance between the games, right? Like setting up for nationals. And for women's was uh, I definitely wanted ample room between games, uh, not only for the competitors, but also to be able to to wheel in the mobile streaming rig without interfering with gameplay around us, you know. But so as long as you were at the machine, you were properly socially distant if that was uh, a concern. But those waiting to play were not properly distanced, you know, they were all packed into the waiting area. So, um, I really, you know, I have, I have no idea how you would possibly control it other than people, um, you know, just washing your hands, flipper button condoms. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm really not, I'm not sure when everyone's touching the exact same thing. And it's a really unique problem versus like a maybe a cash register you know when you go to check out at a store you're more or less you're all touching the same keypad right but um but you're not you're not you don't have this prolonged contact which you're going to do throughout the entire day with the exact same like hand locations you know it's crazy i'm not sure that's a great point and a lot of you know people have talked about you know hey it was the last big event and I had also heard rumblings about people, you know, getting sick at Indus. And even I like came down with something because I travel quite a bit and it was early March and I had just come off a trip um, to DC and I was so sick and I didn't, I like hadn't thought about it, but they're like, was it COVID? And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, we don't have tests for anybody's here. It's not like I can go do that. And I'm like trying to stay in my house as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I got really like I they said they're like, you have the flu. And I'm like, this is terrible. You know, but um, yeah, I yeah, drugs, I felt better. It, but it's I hard. It's cough for like weeks. I was like, And people are like, are you OK? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, they said I had the flu. They're like, you sound terrible. It's like, I know. It, um, One month ago, I had fever, light fever, not much, but I had a cough. And I also had shortness of breath. And I work at a fucking grocery store. But I stayed home uh, right away when I felt those symptoms for two weeks. I haven't, uh, or three weeks, three weeks I stay home. And, uh, well, I've been fine now for two weeks. It was just slight symptoms. But I'm pretty sure I had it too. Uh, 
<laughs> a month ago or like three weeks ago. I think that's I the don't scary know. part. You know, it's like it affects everybody differently. And like we all have to kind of do our part and stay home and, and not be near people. But like, you know, for me, I mean, I felt terrible, but it literally did feel like the flu. I mean, I'm not I, like I didn't think I needed to be in a hospital. But, you know, it's you know, but you, you do the best you can. But like none of us know, like um, those of you who are friends with Deborah Tallman, she was on the one of the episodes earlier and her and Marine are pretty sure that they had it. And what they were describing, I mean, that just was terrible. Um, Deb, go mm-hmm. give you a bit more detail on that particular episode. And she also just did a Facebook post, if you guys are friends with her, um, about her experience. And I just, my, my heart broke for her because that's, I was like, that's just terrible. Right. I saw that post too. And um, I'm pretty sure I had it, or maybe I still have it. Uh, who knows? And uh, maybe I'm spreading it to anyone. Who knows how long you're contagious? <laughs> it's like, it's a joke. Like, no one testing or testing antibodies or anything yet in Colorado. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, Texas is the same way. I mean, y- we just don't have enough kits and they're not testing and we have a stay-at-home order but like I had to go to the grocery store that's like literally the only place I go is the grocery store and I'm there and people are like treating it like it's like you know just you know it's just a regular I'm like what are y'all doing here where why are all of you here there's so many there were so many people out and about and I'm like I get that it's a really nice day y'all but why are there so many people out here at the store I was like go home and then of course like people are like just coughing everywhere and touching it and I'm just like going into like this little cocoon like I'm like please don't touch me <laughs> it's just like don't touch and don't touch anything I need to touch it's um, a total sitting ground and I I have I know a mask can't protect you but it can protect others and I wash my hands every 30 minutes and I have a hand sanitizer between each transaction working at the grocery store. But uh, 90% of the employees are not using any anything to protect, to try and protect mm-hmm. people. So, yeah, it's good time. But I'm doing my best to keep my distance and, uh, you know, do my best to keep safe and keep everybody else safe. Um, they had a doctor on from New York, and I think he had a great point. The mask is to protect yourself, but also it's a reminder to not touch your face. Like, and that for me, that's what the mask is. It's like, because I'm one of those people that is constantly touching my face. So the mask is like, I put my hands up and I'm like, no, don't touch your face. Um, but, it, you know, it does help protect other people should you have, you know, COVID, whether you know it or not. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that the masks help. And it's just, again, a reminder for people like me to, like, not touch your face. Because I'm like, it's it's just so hard. I mean, I talk with my hands, and all of a sudden I'm, like, touching my face. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, do I need to wash my face? How does this go? So, yeah, I have, like, all these, like, micro-conversations. So, um, all right. So we've, we've talked the COVID. Um, I think that there is a, a lot of things that are going to change in pinball Um for, for maybe the, the better or the, you know, not better. I think it'll be better overall because hopefully we're just keeping people healthier. Um, so let's say pinball opens in June. Like we're hoping that like we're going to keep our fingers crossed. What do you guys see for the like the rest of 2020? Uh, we'll start with you, Helena. Do you have any p- plans about like what you want to do pinball wise? Are, are you wanting to do more tournaments? Um, are you going to be, you know, playing in any kind of events or traveling at all? No. <laughs> Not at all. 
I guess not. Uh, I guess the uh, Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown is not going to happen and not Pinburg is uh, postponed. And uh, we were going to go to Sweden in August and uh, I'm not counting on it. So, yeah, we just have to be uh, calm, keep cool and be patient and wait it out. You know, uh, we can't like expect stuff to happen. It might. But I think the society is open, opening slowly. They are going to open some stuff, but in uh, sequences uh, or slowly. So, yeah, I'm just keeping cool. And, uh, like, um, you have to be cool and uh, be patient. I, I'm not looking forward to... Well, I'm looking forward to, to the end of this, obviously. <laughs> But uh, I'm being patient and waiting for for it to happen. It might take months and maybe a year. So that's the thing in mind. You have to be patient and stay calm. Take a deep breath and do like maybe yoga or like uh, meditation or something. Whatever you need, call your friends and family. Because <laughs> this is gonna uh, not uh, open up right right now. So I think that's a, that's a great point. Um, so I mean, you know, hoping for the best. Do you do you have any uh, goals or you know uh, things maybe you want to do in the back half of 2020? Should we be able to to get back together and do stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as soon as. As soon as um, arcades are allowed to open again, uh, one of my first priorities is to go like drop a little money in their machines uh, and hopefully coordinate yeah. some efforts where uh, Colorado's a, a state, we're a Western state. Well, I'm talking to someone in Texas, I think you know. <laughs> so, uh, your state is even But it's, you know, um, there's Denver and the Denver metro area has a really um, fantastic scene right where we have a lot of arcades and we have a big player base um and then we there's other fantastic arcades that are just a, a bit further out from um from the denver area so like there's um a chain of the one-ups they're called there's three locations in denver they, the, those guys are going to be fine and while yes i'm absolutely going to go put money in their their machines because heliana and i are friends with the with the operators there um I, I really want to organize some efforts to, to get to some of the towns outside of the Denver area. So for sure, Lions, my most favorite place to play in Colorado, Lions Classic Pinball. Um, also doing Blizzard Mountain. Hey, I love uh, Lions and Blizzard Mountain and, and all these small businesses. I hope they're doing okay. Right? Yeah, absolutely. There's a place called Wonderland that's... um not too oh. far outside of Denver, a lot closer to Heliana, actually. And um, right. I know that, you know, I, I last went up there in December and I was talking to the owner and they were in the middle of actually expanding 
and they're like building um it's a brewery but they have other like bar game stuff and they were building like a putt course and he was like doing like all of this stuff and so um one it's a fantastic opportunity to get that done with no customers however uh it could be a cash flow problem i'm not sure so like they're another example of somebody that i would really like to go out of my way to visit that i don't typically i don't frequent that location just because of geography that's the only reason um, but actually go up there and, and make a, a make a point to do that. I also run a website, um, colorado-finball.com, and uh, and there's where I maintain like a, an event calendar statewide, not only for Whopper events, but also all of the casual events, you know. No, I think that's a that's a great point. I'd like to use that to, to help. Um, yeah, I, I guess like that would be my focus. The other thing is like, I've been meaning to do this play field swap on a fathom for like ever and ever. And so I'm, I'm using the time to do that. So, and I'm also reading finally, um, the inner game to, uh, the, the, what is it? The, uh, oh, the inner the, guy, inner the guy inner game of tennis. tennis. That's the, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that we seem to know the title, I am reading. <laughs> Sunshine, when she was on um, several episodes ago, um, she had mentioned that book to me, and she said it was great to to help with my my inner game and my focus. So it's definitely on my reading list. Um, I, I think it's like the Insider's yeah, Guide to Tennis it should or something be, for sure. Good listeners, I promise. Yeah, the inner game of tennis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. And it is fantastic for sure. I, I think not only for like your pinball game, but like your life game, you know, I'm someone that um, I could use improvement in all areas. <laughs> uh, ladies, uh, sure. I, I have had so much fun having you on the show. I hope you've enjoyed the the being on the pinball happy hour. And, you know, uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, but as we come to the end of the show, we have our one segment called Inside the Pinball Arcade, and I'd love to play with you guys. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, I'm going to ask a question, and then I'll go to each one of you. So question number one, what game do you love? And we'll go to you, Heliana. I love, for now, being in quarantine or whatever, I love all games. But (laughs) uh, before this, my favorite game was the Attack from Mars from 95. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice. I love it. It's so. I had uh, 132 billion is my high score on that. Oh wow! So that's good. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, that's not too shabby. <laughs> it's so silly. People like, hey, I hate this game. I hate this game. Now in quarantine or whatever this period, I love all pinball machines. It's like whatever you can get. No, I don't. I totally, I totally get that one. All right, Snow. Same question. What game do you love? Uh, my desert island pin is Walking Dead Pro, specifically the Pro Mod. I love Walking Dead too. Good choice, Snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to love that game, you guys. I, I did not like it for the longest time because it's a mean game. Um, but the more I play it, the better I'm getting at it. And I'm overcoming my, my dislike of the Walking Dead. So, because, and also I need to get over it because it's like literally in every tournament I ever play. <laughs> So, oh I gosh. love that. Well, that is so awesome. I went to this dive bar in close to my work, and in between my home and my work, with my husband, and played it. 
Oh, and it was so playing so good, and then they removed it, unfortunately. Oh, oh. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> for for a dance floor that which no nobody danced on. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's like we're gonna take out this awesome pinball machine that brings joy, and we're gonna put down a dance floor, which usually embarrasses people. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Question number two. Um. And what game do you hate? Um, and we'll start with you, Heliana, again. In this uh, coronavirus times, I hate no pinball machines. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a fan of some EM games. I'm just sucking at them. Uh, I, I can't name them. Like, all of them I suck at. So I guess I hate them. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. So we're we're just gonna blanket all EMs. <laughs> all right. Uh, so same question. What game do you hate? Data East Star Wars. Ooh, that is. What is the thing you hate uh, about it? Um, well, so. Uh, even with the the Soren ROM, I think it's a Soren ROM or whatever the the competition ROM, the newer you know post production ROM. Um, yeah, it, it changes the rules a little bit. But where where my problem is is this machine earns really well in Colorado, and it's at two different locations, both of which I play at, both of which I compete at, and mm-hmm. they put. LED bulbs in it and the data East will flash at you not to celebrate you and how you just like got the double super jackpot or did something awesome. It is, it is flashing you and blinding you to let you know that you could maybe start multi-ball now, but you can't see the shot because of all the flashers. So basically it just sends me into an absolute tizzy. And so if you ever play me on that, you will win <laughs> because I'm just upset. I'm just upset. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, um, I just I sometimes feel that people kind of overuse LEDs and like not everything needs an LED. And sometimes, oh, my God, uh, at 14 Tomcat, they put in some LEDs on it at where I play. And yeah, I'm like, I cannot look at this. <laughs> Yeah, that's the perfect example. Absolutely. And then if you're playing in a dark barcade, it's like, it's it's so ridiculous. So, um, yeah, there you go. You understand the struggle. I think Steve Bowden understands <laughs> the struggle. I think Adam Lefkoff with his rods and cones. They're, they're in our boat. They get it. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm saying pin shades are a, a must-needed pin accessory because when I saw those, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea because <laughs> I need those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. All right, third question. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the sound a mech makes. This can be a call-out, or this can be maybe a soundtrack to a pinball machine. And we'll start with you, Snow. Oh, man. Oh, there's so many good ones that I'm going to hate my answer. Um, <laughs> there's so many. Oh, geez. All right. Well, I'll just, I'll just say the first one that comes to mind um, uh, would be from Simpsons Pinball Party. When you get um, a hefty bonus, uh, I think it's Mo. I think so. I think it's Mo that says, shut up, everybody. We got to play it here. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, same question to you, Helena. What is your favorite pinball sound? My favorite pinball sound is the sonic boom from Doctor Who. Uh, 
<laughs> I even have it, had it as uh, my like phone uh, ring signal for years. <laughs> I just love it when you do the sonic boom shots. That's my favorite sound for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Next question. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass. This can be playfield art or cabinet art or a mixture of the three. And we'll start with you, Helena. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about which I hate the most. Uh, which would be the Man back glass with the fucking stupid people on it. But I love the game. My favorite. Hmm. Probably just gonna go back to Attack from Mars. <laughs> well, it's a great quick. art package. I mean, it's, it's, it's a solid choice. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, my favorite game, and uh, I love it. So I'm gonna give it to Attack from Mars from '95. <laughs> I love it. All right, Snow, same question. What's your favorite art package? Centaur. Ooh, nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. I love I, I love that it's bizarre. I love that um, it's just so different, you know. Um, I also, if you guys have seen the um, the custom Twilight Zone, that I forget the person that did it, uh, and I apologize, but definitely just Google Black and White Twilight Zone. Oh, that I think beautiful. that that is beautiful. And I'm also in the camp that the um, Monsters Premium is beautiful. However, uh, I don't think everyone should be doing Black and White art packages with colored inserts because uh, that's what makes it beautiful is that is the scarcity of, uh, of, of that look, you know, it, it, it doesn't work for all themes, but there are some themes it works for. I think that uh, it gives a graphic novel quality to it. Um, I think the Mus monsters was a perfect theme for something like that. Uh, the twilight zone, black and white's amazing. I finally got to play centaur when I was up in Virginia. And we talked about that when I was, um, uh, doing the Richmond recap a, a while back, but I loved it. I was like, I mean, it is one of those things where I finally, when I saw it in person, I'm like, I had a much more of appreciation for it, seeing it all together. And I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. So nice choice, ladies. Nice oh choice. yeah, for sure. And then the next time you look at it, look at the um, back glass and ask yourself why the, uh, you know, half, half man goat thing, half pig man <laughs> slash motorcycle has it has a kickstand ask yourself <laughs> you'll look at the back glass and then you'll and then you'll think yeah why do you have a kickstand <laughs> i was holy check that out now now i'm intrigued all right question number five <laughs> all right what is your grail pin either this is a machine that you own or that you want to own above all other machines that is out there in the wild today. And we'll start with you, Helena. So, uh, well, I guess it's Adam, my husband's game, but I own a mint uh, condition. Uh, Lord of the Rings is playing so good. It's, it's like so awesome. It's playing so good. And I like, um, have gone to Valinor and she saw it. So that's my, I mean, that's the one game. It's, I mean, I love Attack from Mars more, but second on my list is uh, Lord of the Rings. And it's playing so good. And I'm so happy to have it at home. Yeah, that would be a great one to have in your home collection. Excellent, Grail. I love that one. Um, all right, back to you, Snow. 
Um, you know, I I don't have a Grail pin. Is that weird? Um, really? It, it's like the longer that I've been in pinball, the less uh, of an opinion I have on those kind of questions because how much, as you know, we talked about earlier, how much pinball has grown and how rad the community is. Um, if you, if you're social, if you're, you know, not intimidated by social situations and you put yourself out there, you, you make really fast friends. And, um, and then you learn that your friends have these really rad machines and rare machines. And then, you tell them that you buy beer <laughs> and you can come over <laughs> um, and, and you can play them, you know. Um, so I, I hate to be lame like that, that but uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like people are so great that you almost have unlimited access to machines, assuming you don't live, you know, in like Alaska or something. No, yeah. a, a great point. I, I like that one. All right. Question number six. What is your favorite pinball event, tournament, or expo to either play in or attend? And we'll start with you, Snow. Uh, so we have a local event called Dory Hill, and that is by far and away my favorite event. It's um, for those who don't know what that is. Um, we just had our 10th annual last year, and it's... Um, pinball camping trip and it's fantastic so um it's friday night uh there's there's usually like um, a mini tournament either a three strike we did a flipper frenzy last year um but it's a it's a koa uh campsite it's got uh, 15 cabins or something um and then it's two machines per porch and then there there's also tented areas uh, with pinball machines and leveling that is like super fun, guys. I'm <laughs> just going to say, get your rocks and sticks and <laughs> we're going to shim these guys level. Um, which, so we don't use rubber cups, but if you knock it off the rocks, you know, DQ man. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's really good. And then the, the main event is a 18 hole pin golf course. Uh, and it's super, super casual, you know, and so you don't have to, complete them necessarily in order uh, and you have your foursome and you do, you know, all the 18 holes finals are, are the next day, but people are drinking and you're doing camping cookouts and, um, and it's, it is just a really bizarre and fantastic way to, um, to have an event. I've heard a lot about that particular event. I've seen people post about it and I've heard that it's just one of the, the most chill and most fun events in pinball. So I love that answer. All right, back over to you, Helena. What would be your favorite uh, pinball expo event tournament to play in or attend? Dory Hill as well. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <Woo -hoo>. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know if it's that ever happened where we've had two, two people <laughs> agree on the same thing besides Pinberg. Um, but that's great. I now the two votes for Dory Hill. I, I definitely put that on my list. I'm not a big camper, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, OK, th that's the thing. That's the thing is like this site was chosen a long time ago. Right. But the site was chosen because one, they had the power because um, it's definitely power consumption is a huge issue with Dory Hill. Uh, and even as the event stands now without trying to grow it. 
um, like the lights inside your cabin dim because it's like, <laughs> oh, somebody just powered on hot dogging, you know. Um, but it's um, it is really close to Denver, right? It, you don't have to drive way out into the mountains. It's not that remote, and it's so it, it's so centrally located. Uh, there. There's a lot of people who don't like to camp, and what they do is they stay at the Ameristar Casino, <laughs> play oh, blackjack, okay. and then just roll in. There's like yeah. a little back road that'll take you directly to the campsite. So it's hysterical. Like a lot of people come in all freshly showered, looking all good, and they're like, yeah, who wants to play dollar games? Because they just had a great <laughs> night of craps. <laughs> okay, I, I feel like I could get on this boat now. I could, I could be so, on the Dory Hill train. Yeah, stay right. at the casino. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love that tournament. Last year, whatever was my first one, because I've been missing it because I've been going to Sweden for years. So <laughs> awesome, like just being out in nature and camping and playing pinball and walking. Uh, all these cabins with pinball machines in their cabins like, or in yeah. their tents. It's like so amazing. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. So I love and people decorating the cabins people. too, you know? So great. Yeah. I love that answer, ladies. Nice job. A nice job. I love that. All right. Next question. Who or who, who within history, you know, living or dead, um, who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most or whom would you like to play pinball with? And we'll start with you, Snow. Okay. Um, so this is uh, not going to be a answer for any of your listeners. <laughs> um, and I don't even know if Heliana knows him. Um but there, uh, there's a local player um, named Zach Burnside. And yeah. uh, when I... Oh, do you know Zach? Do you know Burnsy Burns? Burnsy oh, Burns. Okay. Burnsy Burns, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, because he kind of... He, he disappeared, you know? Yeah, what is he? Um, yeah. uh, he's actually just down the road from me. <laughs> that's, where, that's where he lives. But... Um, you know he's um, he, he's an adult. Yeah, he prioritized parts of the pinball. Had to take a little bit of a backbeat, um, just just for his work uh, professionally, and and so he, so he's been busy. But when I first got into got into pinball, he was one of the guys that I played with regularly, and I miss him for a variety of reasons. But uh, pinball wise, yeah. Uh, our minds are very how we how we go about um, playing and learning learning games and um, I just I really miss uh, a new game coming out and meeting Bersey Burns at Raid and uh, learning to play it so I'm gonna say Zach Burns all right nice answer and we'll um, we'll go over to you Helena who do you enjoy playing pinball with or whom would you like to play pinball with well, uh, I have to go with, because uh, I've been in the U.S. for three years now, I enjoy playing pinball with, uh, yeah, Burns it Burns, and uh, maybe <laughs> him. Um, I don't really have a nemesis anymore. They've been, like, uh, <laughs> by the people 
like uh, Bill Hengstiller or whatever. Old oh, oh God, yeah, that guy. Jesus. I, <laughs> now I don't have anyone I don't want to play with, but uh, I like to play uh, with people who are nice and uh, being a sport, you know, uh, like Bill Reeves and Bernie Burn. Yeah, they're fun people. My husband Adam is a real competitor. Uh, I hate to play. Who doesn't hate to play with their husband? (laughs) uh, Oh, and it's heard of it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we're having a tournament at home and... uh, we're not playing any Pimo tournaments anytime soon, out and about, so I'm uh, happy to play with him. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. All right, ladies, final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has never been created, but that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer. And we'll start with you, Helena. Whoa. That would be about the uh, uh, COVID nineteen apocalypse theme. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, some involvement of uh, Attack from Mars, maybe Attack from <laughs> Mars. It's like uh, sci-fi. I don't know. Just. Uh, Happy with the games we have, you know. Uh, and I have no more comments. What? Uh, what? <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. You have to give me a minute. Okay, we'll come back to you. Uh, Snow, do you have a dream theme? No, I really don't. Um, you know, I think that all of all of the. Um, uh, licensed themes or or uh, music acts, TV shows, movies, comic books, whatever, um, that are near and dear to my heart would all make really terrible pinball machines. Like, I don't see, like, the Tom Waits pinball machine as, like, a good idea. But Tom Waits is, like, a huge influence on me into musically, lyrically, all of that, you know. So um, I guess... Uh, I guess I would say that I appreciate humor in machines. I, uh, I appreciate, um, you know, anytime they, they throw an homage to another designer, another game, another era. Uh, and I think, I think Elwin's actually doing a really fantastic job of that. And yeah, so, uh, I, I guess I would like to see more more of the humor like that you see in Attack from Mars and more of um, hidden artwork and inside jokes and, I mean, inside, like, the pinball community, you know, or just the office. That's fine, too. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to see more of that. I think that that's really engaging content and it can... Um, you know, make stranger things more interesting to the community at large rather than just those that maybe like the show or something, you know, it's, um, I'd like to see that. I love that. I love that, you know, that there are, there are so many ideas out there, you know, we've had, we've had a lot mentioned on the show, but, you know, I, I think overall they're doing a great job. You know, there's a lot of Keith Elwin love on the show as well. I am like, so team Elwin. 
um, you know, also Team Barry, Team Barry, you guys know how much I love Ausler, but, um, you know, two games back to back, they've both been amazing, Iron Maiden and Jurassic Park. So yeah, he's, he's, he's golden, man. Yeah. Well, putting in like the dirty pool and yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, thank you for taking time out of your week to have hang out and have pinball happy hour and let us and, and get an opportunity to hear about the Colorado pinball scene and hear ma- more about both of you ladies. Uh, I definitely want you to know that the door is always open. Um, would love to have you back on the show anytime. Um, again, so Snow, I know you have a Twitch stream and also a website. One more time for our listeners. Could you let us know where we can find you at and find out more about Colorado pinball? Yeah, absolutely. The website is colorado-pinball.com. That dash is super important. Um, and then the uh, our Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash Colorado Pinball. Awesome. Uh, Helena uh, Snow, thank you again so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys had a good time. And uh, again, I, I wish you all the best. I hope you guys stay happy and healthy. And I hope that our paths cross in person very, very soon. Yes, absolutely. So. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night and stay safe. Thank you, guys. You too. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Pinball Happy Hour. Woohoo! Um, if you have any comments about the show or if there are some ladies that you'd like to see featured, you can email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep looking. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!